0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Brands Tech Podcast. I'm really excited to have you all here today where I'll have an interview with Max LeVan, a music producer from Newport News, Virginia. I'll I'll be here with Max in just one moment, so please stay tuned. Hello everyone, this is Brandon and welcome to today's episode of the Brands Tech Podcast. I'm really excited to have you all here. And so today I'm very happy to have my interview guest here today. Maxwell Levan, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me, bro.
0: Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, of course. And so I did want to take a moment to first of all ask, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty well, I'm a little bit tired, but it's a beautiful day. So I'm going to go for a walk after this. And I'm doing well.
0: well. That is really great to hear. And so before we go ahead and get started with this interview i did want to go ahead and give you an opportunity to go ahead and introduce yourself to the listening audience here for those who may be unfamiliar with you
1: yes yeah, so like you said my name is maxwell van i'm 19 and i just got out of high school last year and i'm doing music right now full time and i'm making some youtube videos for fun on the side and i'm just trying to get my creativity out there and evolve and i've been yeah just trying to put together a nice body of work, which is gonna be an album pretty soon. So
0: I'm excited about that. That all sounds really exciting. I really can't wait to go ahead and yeah, and dive right into this. And so I guess I'm actually gonna start off with, so what really first got you into yeah, to music producing and wanting to do this? I was actually, throughout
1: school, I had always, everybody listens to music all the time, but I love music and it was my escape. And I know it's a very cliche thing, everybody says that, but it was really the thing that I could do that would just disconnect me from the reality that sometimes I didn't want to face or be involved in. And that took on a life of its own when I decided to go to the school library and would just get on GarageBand during lunch and keep saving my sessions so I'd come back the next day during lunch and make the beat and add to it and and record. And I don't know, it it was a very natural thing. It wasn't like I was doing it because I wanted to achieve a certain thing or accomplish anything. I just was, I became passionate about it pretty quickly when I would just like I said, go to the school library and just get on GarageBand and hopefully, and hope that the next day it would still be there nobody would have come and messed it up. And sometimes people would come in while I was gone and they would record their own voice over the beats. And that was very scary. So I could come in and then there's this other guy's voice on my song because it's school computers. But no, I think that, like I said, it was very natural and it's been a slow-ish process. I started music really in like early 2020 and then when the lockdown happened, I was in my room, like everybody else. And so I just got the equipment and started recording a bunch of demos. And then the past year or so, I've been able to actually get to the studio and put some of it out.
0: Wow, that sounds, that's just such an interesting way of how you, yeah, how you start, especially like with, yeah, exploring your passions and being able to do so where you really didn't know if your stuff would even be there the next day or if you're able to continue with it at all. It's like a game of chance. Yeah exactly and sometimes it wouldn't be like sometimes I would forget which computer I recorded
1: at or it would get signed out or whatever and so I just have to start over again and we made a bunch of dumb songs put on SoundCloud and my boys would come in there with me and we'd just record for a little while and It was fun, I mean, it was a good time. I wouldn't wanna be in this cool cafeteria, that's for sure. I was happy with where I was at there. And in a strange way, I felt already, oh, I'm I'm leagues ahead of what these other kids are doing or whatever, which is not a really good mindset to have, I think about it, because it's not a race for competition, but I was like, even at school during lunch, I'm still getting stuff done or being productive, even though I wasn't really, but I felt that. It's been important, I think, in my life to at least feel the thing before the thing is really there. Like, same thing with YouTube. Like, I talked to my camera when I was 13 as if I had a million subscribers. And I think that just helped my confidence and helped me not really care if people think in my teenage years and adulthood.
0: Yeah, that was actually such an interesting perspective and everything. And even, because well, I, like, I had definitely, of course, you yeah, had done my research and saw that, yeah, that you had been doing YouTube for, for quite a while for, at least since, yeah, September, 2016. And so what really first got you into even wanting to do YouTube, to do content, or was it just something like a, you were meant to do this? How was that for you? I don't know if I was meant to do it, but I know that in like fifth grade,
1: I was, all this stuff has been very natural. And that's why I, I do like tell stories because people see like the past year or two, but they don't see the past nine years. Cause in fifth grade, I was taking a stop motion animation class. And so we have the iPads and we just do the stop motion things with the clay and like claymation. It was very cool. And I got sent, the teacher like send this email out the videos and I was like, I gotta post on YouTube. This is like crazy, it's so good. And so I posted it on a YouTube channel and that was like 2013, I think, something like that. And so a long time ago, and I just made some claymation videos and then stop motion like with my cars and, and then yeah, in 2016, I decided to start showing my face and, and I started a new channel and I did vlogs and I was just like, I'm going to vlog my life away and I'm just going to do it. And I did almost every day for a few years. I was just making videos that, again, nobody watched, but it was, it's cool to because sometimes even now, like not often, but sometimes I go back and look at some of the old videos because it's so weird because I've been capturing my whole teenage years on camera. Not a lot of people do that. So look back and see memories of like, when we found our cat in the backyard now she's been our cat since then or stuff like that that just a catch on video that other people wouldn't have caught or birthday parties or vacations whatever like it's cool this is a cool thing but that's pretty much the reason why I started as a little time capsule for myself
0: yeah for me I've always loved the idea of yeah of capturing the memories and so being able to truly yeah to do so and Yeah, And have fun with it. I think it's just such a great way to really get into all of this. I wish I would, yeah, I really wish I was able to, yeah, to really do that. It's not too late though. You still got a lot of
1: life to live. You can start taking Instagram pictures or vlogs or that's the thing. I don't I never, people like sometimes will ask me what to do or like how they, I don't know, an influencer. I don't really want to say an influencer, but how do they do it? And I never, there's not a cookie cutter answer of how to do it. Like, it's not, oh, if you start vlogging, then, you, you know, that'll be better for you or worse. For you. It's just, it's up to whatever personally you want to do. But yeah, I think that would be, that'd be cool for you to just make some vlogs. And I think this is really good, though, too, because this show, you've had what, over 100 episodes or something like that, right?
0: Yeah, I've had over 200 something episodes. Oh, wow. At least since February 2022, give or take.
1: Wow. Yeah. So even that in itself is a time capsule because you have all that knowledge and all that those different stories and experiences that you can look back on forever. And that's a cool thing about podcasts.
0: Yeah, that is quite true. And then, like, for me, I started off with technology videos back in 2016. And so, yeah, seeing the progression from then to now is, it's extraordinary just to be like, wow, was like, is that really how I started off? But yeah, but it's, I mean, yeah, so I didn't mean to cut you off. I wasn't really saying anything. But I know that at least when, yeah, you know, when you were starting off, Yeah, for yourself. I know that you also did a lot of magic stuff as well. Oh, absolutely. I was the magic kid in high
1: school. That was, yeah, that's a reputation I still haven't shaken. And it's not one that I'm really trying to shake, but it's so funny. Because literally on Friday, I was at a party. Like, just because my song came out and I was just like, you know what? Let's just go out for a little bit and have fun. And people there I knew from high school and they remembered that I was doing card tricks and asked me if I had cards on me. And so I don't know if I'll ever fully get rid of that reputation as the magic kid but over in my room I've stacks of decks of cards still very still a thing that I don't mind doing but I just shifted away from that but no that again I'm just like making videos it helped me with my confidence and it helped me be like you know what if everybody's doing this one thing I'm gonna just go against the grain not for the sake of just going against the grain but because I really did want to and I was like this is a nice way for me to just do something that nobody else is really doing so I'd walk around school and do card tricks and I'd have a substitute teacher and i just short card tricks full time and just stuff like that. And it was cool. And it was a nice little way to pass time in high school because I definitely wasn't doing the work.
0: That definitely, I mean, is quite interesting. And out of curiosity, before we move on to speaking about your you know, your new single that came out. So what really actually got you into wanting to do card tricks? And, I've, and I think that you shared this online as well, if I remember correctly, at some point or another. Like on a podcast or something no
1: oh might have i might have said a different reason there but i think that there's like a deeper meaning and there's like a more shallow meaning i'll tell you a little bit of both so i went through some hard stuff a few years ago and i really was at a point where i was like the world's just against me there's nothing i can do i have control over nothing it's like the world really if you think about it you don't have control over much in life like you really don't and so i my grandma got me deck of cards for christmas and i loved david blaine and i have his poster on my wall and like that kind of stuff. I love magicians and I always have in magic movies. And so I just went on YouTube and learned some card tricks. And then eventually I was teaching myself some card tricks and just making stuff up. And it's kind of like a piano. Like there's only a certain amount of keys, but you can make any melody off of it. So the same thing with card tricks, like the basic fundamentals don't change, but you can make whatever you want out of that. So it gave me, in a weird way, it gave me control in a world with very little control. Because it's something that i had in my hands that i could do that nobody else i knew could do and i had full control over it i can make it do what i wanted it to do and it was just a nice thing i think i needed that at the time but i'm at a place now where i don't think i really need that as much anymore so i'm not walking around showing card tricks to people at the mall anymore
0: wow well that's actually just such an interesting way of how like how you got into into doing that and again all the different stuff that you've done really adds up to to where you are now yeah exactly and so speaking of now you just recently released your your brand new single and and actually i think as of recording recording that that was just a few days ago if i remember correctly
1: yeah it was on friday april 29th yeah i that's the first single for my album, which is my first studio album. It's coming out hopefully by the end of the summer. But if not, definitely by the end of the year. I still have a lot of work to do on it. I'm going to the studio. Like even this week, I'm doing a bunch of hours in the studio and trying to get this thing out. But I'm not going to rush it. But yeah, the single, it's called The Day My Heart Collapsed." I wrote it about two months ago, so it's a pretty new song. I haven't been sitting on it for too long, but which I was always apprehensive about before because I would... Back in the day, I would make a song, put it out the next day, make a song, put it out the next day. And it, I don't know if you experienced the content, but sometimes if you sit on something for a couple of weeks, you look back and you're like, wait, the, the world never needs to see this. And so sometimes I wish I'd waited on some songs to put them out because I never would have put them out. But this was once you get, I don't want to say I'm on a level, but once you get to a different place where you're in studios and you're using the right equipment and the professional stuff and It sounds like undeniably, like at least sonically good. Like even the lyrics or the whatever isn't good. Just the sound of the song is good. You can pretty much trust your gut on that and you can put it out. And so I didn't put it out, obviously, like right after I finished it, but I sat on it for about a month and then we were all just like, yeah, let's do it. First single. It's going on the album. Don't know where yet, but it's different. People seem to be enjoying it, but it's different than the other stuff I put out. But that's the vibe of the album. So I figured that'd be a good first but I'll let people know, if you like this, it's like a little taste of the album.
0: Wow, that's definitely a really interesting. And I definitely 100% get the, yeah, the whole thing of yeah sitting on it for a while and being like, I don't know, it's, do I right. really want this out? It's waited this long, it can wait another. Yeah, I, I 100% get that. In fact, when you're mentioning vlogs earlier, I actually recorded two years, two or three years worth of vlogs. And with all of the intention of publishing it at some point, never mm-hmm. got around to it. And I was just like, you know what? I just need to start fresh. But so the...
1: yeah, some things are better just in the edit and not out there.
0: Yeah. But I'm so glad that you were able to to make this one and it's one that you're comfortable with, yeah, you know, with the world to hear and that it's now officially released and then soon to be a part of your album. And so I guess what is the basis? yeah, going to be overall of the whole album when it comes out, or should we wait, I guess, a little bit closer to the release date to find out more about that? Oh, you mean like subject matter of the album? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Okay. The whole album's already
1: written, so everything, like instrumentals and the lyrics and everything's already done. I just have to go record the final vocals for everything, which is exciting because the creative part for me is done. Like I don't have to be thinking about it really to go in there and record stuff I've already written because I have a little home studio with. Not a really expensive mic and just decent setup, and that's where I'll record the demo vocals. So, two o'clock in the morning, I have an idea, I'll just go over there and record it real quick, and then listen to it in my ears in my car for a month, and then once I like it, and I'm like, this is one I want to record, I'll take it to the studio and we'll record it for real. And at that point, I already know the song and it's very familiar with me. So then, when I record it and I hear the real one, I'm like, oh, let's go. So I did that with the thing I just put out. So I had the kind of screening process where. I'd play it for myself, a couple of friends, producers and stuff, and then I'll record it for real. But the basis of this album, I have, I think I have a name in mind. Obviously, I can't say it yet, but it, yeah, I don't want to say too much, but basically it is relationships or friendships or being in that confused place. What are we like? What are we doing here? Because I don't know. It's not about one person or one event or one life experience, but it's a combination of the past year or so. The stuff that I've just gone through in life and not all songs are bad they're not all going in on some of them are nice happy love songs you could say but i try to keep it pretty much like i don't know i don't want to be convoluted with the ideas of it it does follow one path like one storyline like one through line of relatability hopefully but it is there's some different style songs
0: on it. i really can't wait to hear yeah to hear all the other yeah singles that will come out as a part of the album over these next few months and i did get a chance of course to listen to your newest one and you truly did do such a, a great job with it and thank you man. yeah oh yeah of course yeah i just really like i said enjoyed it all the way through and yeah and then i also cut your yeah your announcement video about it on youtube as well
1: yeah yeah i threw that together because i'm sitting on this platform on youtube where i used to be pulling some good views and some good stuff and then I don't post for a month and then like barely anybody sees it. So I was like, ah, let's see if we can activate them real quick. And I don't want to ever really just use the audience and use the numbers. Like the subscribers push my song, but I have been giving them a lot of content lately and reaction videos and stuff. And so I was like, I think they would want to know if I'm putting out a song. Hopefully they're not watching just for the content. They're watching a little bit just for me and they're very supportive. And I think, yeah, my subscriber, I love them. They're my favorite community, I like of all the platforms, I think those people that have been with me through the reaction videos and just all that stuff. I love them.
0: Well, I'm so glad that, essentially, you've almost grown up, essentially, doing this, this stuff anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're making a little documentary for the album. That's an exclusive. I haven't told anybody that yet. We're making... It's over an hour long already, and the album is far from done. So we're going to have to cut down a lot of stuff, but just filming everything, the late nights in here, trying to record and and fumbling around, trying to just get my head straight, come up with, like. It's been, it's a very vulnerable thing, but in there, I said something about that, how this is crazy that how my videos, and my content has changed because it used to be me in the backyard, riding a unicycle with my sister and falling over or walking around Washington DC with my mom. And now I'm like doing some adult stuff and like really having those experiences. And so it is, it's cool because a lot of these people have grown up with me, well, not a lot, but I'd say like a couple thousand of them have been with me for Five years, so that's crazy. But that some and I still see the same familiar faces and the names and the people DM me and they'll respond to my stories and like we're friends pretty much because how could you not be friends if you've known each other for five years? It's very cool to, to all of us be growing up at the same time and I'm just the one that captures it on video.
0: Yeah, I love the way that you put that. Yeah, that you all essentially yeah did grow up and yeah and with it being almost essentially a, like pretty close to. A decade since your first one, you mentioned 2013. It really hasn't been over almost a decade, yeah, um, yeah. And so it's just so, yeah. It really is just, yeah, monumental. Do you have any, I guess, special plans, I guess, for the decade mark? I don't know because most people
1: don't even know it's been a decade because because I had a very small channel back in the day. But yeah, I might get a cake or something. Yeah, I like getting cakes for almost no reason. I do that. All. Like for every couple of months, i get a sheet cake and just write whatever random accomplishment was on there, which is cool. But I was going to say something. Oh, it's weird though, because a decade, like you said, like you grow a lot from the time you're 10 to the time you're 19. It's but in a weird way, even when I haven't been consistently posting videos, like I've taken obviously breaks like everybody has. But content, this, I don't know. It's all I've known. And there's not a world or a parallel universe that exists in my mind where I'm not doing this or making some sort of content or I don't know. It might be narcissistic, but telling the world what's going on in my life. Because if anybody cares, it's like, I'm out here. I'm going to be broadcasting my adventures and my life experiences out there. And if anybody wants to hop on board, they can. And lucky for me, they, they have recently. And music, I think, is just the thing. It was the missing Sorry. The missing for me these years but this is the, I think this is the age where you do it like I, nobody would expect me to make music when I'm 15 but like now I'm growing into it and
0: I'm happy I'm so glad and I guess like adding on to what you're saying saying too about especially yeah vlogging and yeah and amateur filmmaking is that it's when you're speaking with the camera it's not just you speaking with the camera it's yeah it's like speaking with an old friend and just yeah and just updating them and yeah wanting them to Yeah, to know all of your updates and not necessarily because, oh, I'm doing this, go follow me. But yeah, because it's like, why wouldn't you tell them? And I did for a while, I've gotten a little worse at it now because of just the kind of content I've been making with
1: reactions and stuff. But when I was vlogging, I stopped saying, what's up, you guys? I would just say, talk to the person, like one-on-one. I hope you're doing well. I hope your day is going. Because I feel like it does make a difference. And the content I've watched, I've noticed the difference between different creators and the way they talk to their audience. And you really feel like you know them. And so now, although I'm not some like star, but if somebody around here has been watching my videos for five years and then we bump into each other at the mall or something, it's they'll get excited or they'll be like, yo, bro, that's crazy. I've been following you since you were in a freshman in high school making these videos. And so it, it's cool to have that connection and really know each other without even ever having met. I think that's just an invaluable thing in this day and age.
0: Yeah, definitely. And speaking of the reaction videos yeah I do know that you've been doing your yeah you know, different yeah you know, producer reacts videos over mm-hmm. these past one or two years and so what really caused you to start making those videos and shifting from your traditional vlogs that you had done yeah you know, for several years prior
1: that's a good question that because it's so weird because literally one day I had a bluetooth speaker in the kitchen I was just rocking out to music, doing the dishes, I don't know, doing dishes, making a vlog or something. I was down there with the camera, though. And then Billy Eilish dropped your song, Therefore I Am, like a long time ago. That's when this started, because then I put the camera up and I put the speaker there. It was terrible quality, but I was like, I'm going to stand in the kitchen and react to this video, and it'll be, I'll be the guy that does it in his kitchen, and it'll be like a trend it will it'll hop on. And it didn't. And so then I did a Lil Nas X song next in the kitchen, standing there, rocking out. And then I was like, it was getting some views, but nobody really cared. It was in the kitchen. So I was like, okay, let me just go sit down. So I went to the studio I was going to at the time. Very nice, vibey place. with More people have seen the wall, I think, than I've ever been in the room. Because the videos, like the background the walls, the very memorable. It's got like wood and it's a cool design. So I started doing it in there with the nice speakers and sound control. And it was, the quality was where I wanted it to be. And I just kept going with it. And then Olivia Rodrigo put an album out and I was a fan of hers. So I reacted to each song individually some of those are doing well and then Taylor Swift dropped an album did the whole album there and then I've done some BTS stuff and every BTS video I make blows up so it's hard to not do that all the time when I want some views but I'm not gonna do that just for that reason and then Billie Eilish reactions so yeah it's just like I said it's very again very natural very just came slowly and then it snowballed into eventually every day I was making a reaction video and channel growth was crazy and it's slowed down since then but i'm gonna get back into it soon i think
0: yeah i definitely it's just so interesting what you're saying before seeing the progression and i completely get what you were saying with the okay this thing maybe not catching on let me change this little thing and then oh okay and then I mean, essentially right. from there it's it's like a completely different yeah you know, starting product and final product by the end of it
1: yeah but even having made vlogs for what five years or six years yeah it's those little fine tunings that you do, the little tweaks you make to your content or to your personality on camera or your presence. And even if it's very small tweaks or every few months you change a little something or you hold the camera differently or you your lighting's better. Like that stuff is not something you can just wake up and do most of the time. Like maybe I don't have a natural aptitude for this stuff. Maybe there are some people that can wake up and do it. But I teach myself everything that I know. Like I'm not going to college. I'm not doing that kind of thing. I'm not taking that route. Never did like lessons for music and stuff. I'm trying to be very, I try to be self-taught and not so I can walk around saying, oh, I'm self-taught guys. Oh, look how cool I am. I just want the patience or when you try to put structure to a creative fun thing, I feel like sometimes it takes the fun out of it and I don't want to do that.
0: Yeah. 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 That's something I completely get and even for me when I first started yeah I guess making a YouTube schedule whatever and then it was just like oh okay that's different and it's oh yeah adding all of this stuff all at once and it's just yeah yeah, that's not as yeah fun anymore and it's just like being able to be in control of it is
1: and that's the primary reason I stopped the reaction videos for a while because I just it ended up feeling forced and I would drive 20 minutes to the studio just to make a 10 minute video and then stay in there editing for three hours and not make any music not touch the microphone i would just be in the studio to have my nice quiet place where i could make the video and i leave and i'd be miserable dude like some of these videos i just didn't want to make and i would go in there and then it would get 200,000 views so i had to go in the next day and make another video just like the same thing and be all excited about it again because i was like i gotta keep it moving and not every time, like, I wasn't miserable, obviously, the whole time. But some, there were a few weeks where I was just like, bro, I don't want to do this. I was I would just dread the process and everything that came with me filming a 10-minute video. Because it takes a lot of post-production, and then you got to wait, and you got to upload it, and you got to promote it, and you got to hope people watch it, and do it again the next day. And so, yeah, it was a grind, but I'm not, never complain. It's still what I love to do. I'm definitely trying to get back into it soon.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. Like you said, it truly is that whole process. It's like while consistency, of course, is yeah, you know, key at the same time, though, you want to make sure that you enjoy what you're doing. And so sometimes those breaks, I mean, are necessary to continue being able to enjoy. And I think that's one thing, too, that I guess is different between the viewer and the creator, is that for the viewer, it's like, it's like I want the new video. I want the, you know, the new video. Like, when is it going to come out? <laughs> Yeah, especially right now in social media time where, you know, we can just, like, we can just request for something, like, so easily. But then yeah. on the creator side, it's, no, I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's good. the amount of times people will tweet at me, do this video, react to this tonight, The song's coming out, do a live stream, react to this. Like, bro, nah. And I did appreciate the advice, like, the recommendations. And I would always do stuff to recommend it, but the, don't be persistent and be like, oh, you have to do this. Like, you have to. I don't have to, though, bro. I don't have to. But it is undeniably though, like what I like to do and it's been the through line of my whole life is just making videos like even, but the thing is, I think my audience understands though that I do gain and lose interest in things quickly. Like the content as a whole, I'll never lose interest in, but they know that if I'm taking a month off because now I'm going to the studio to actually make music not reaction videos, they're gonna appreciate the music when it does come out. And that's good for me too because if people are still here and they wait and then I put music out, which is way more long-term, sustainable, timeless, way like more timeless than a video I make about a BTS song that came out in 2021. Like People might not listen to, watch that video as much as they would listen to an album. So I'm trying to be smart with my time and my energy and still make time for myself. I just, I'm locked in right now. I'm pretty much in the trenches. For the next couple of years, and I'm fine with that. I'm not really vacationing a lot or going out and partying a ton. Like, I'm really trying to focus in so I can do that in a couple of years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that. And yeah, like you said, and you are truly like a full time, you do this full time. And like you said, it's not like you are doing like college or work or th- this is your passion. This is what you're doing. And it, right. And yeah. yeah.
1: No, keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's, I'm very appreciative too. And I don't know if lucky is the right word because there's not a lot of luck involved in missing school dances to go to the studio and grinding for 10 years on YouTube. That's not really a luck thing. If you do it, then you get the outcome that if you build it, they will come And I've been told that forever. If you build it, they're going to, they're going to follow. If you build something, I guess worth following, but yeah, it's, I don't ever want to really call it work. But when it comes down to like people trying to always hang out with me when I'm like trying to work, I'll say, oh, look, I'm working. I'm sorry. But in my mind, I really don't think that it's work. And when it does start to feel like work, like me driving to the studio for re- reaction videos, I cut back. And not because I'm afraid of working, because that's, that would be really dumb and very disconnected to be like, oh, if it's work, I don't want to do it. But just because I have enough other avenues and other things that I can do that I still do enjoy and love that don't feel like work, that still can provide for what I need in my life. I'm just gonna do those instead. And music has never felt like work. Even when I stay up editing and pitch correcting a song and mastering it for two hours when I should be asleep at 4 a.m. I love it. I'm like smiling and it's just, I'm like overjoyed to work because I do every chunk of it myself pretty much. Other than a little bit of production, a little bit of writing, but this whole album is pretty much written by me. But everything I, my mom's told me forever, you should know how to do everything. Even if you don't have to, you should just at least know how to do it. Like I don't do my accounting or taxes or whatever, but you should know how to do it yourself. Like you should always know that way you can't get screwed over. And I know how to do every part of the video process. I'm doing lenses. I'm doing everything and adjusting light. And then I'm also editing all my own videos and doing the YouTube algorithm with the tags and posting them. Although I don't, the content output is not a lot right now. All of it is me. There's not really a team behind the stuff that's the stuff where you feel like it's personal, when we're talking. It really is. Nobody's. I'm not trusting anybody else to edit videos of me being vulnerable with my subscribers or talking to people. Like that's all coming from me, which it should because I have the time to. But same thing with music. Like I, it's that's as much me as anything else is. I don't even know what the question was. I probably strayed away from that a little bit.
0: I don't remember what
1: it Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. But yeah, it's pretty much it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't, but which I guess it's a good thing and even if it feels like work at this point I'll still do it because I just love making music so even if it does end up feeling like oh I gotta do this I'll still do it I'll suck it up and do it but like I said the album's written so I really don't have to write new music for a long time which I am sometimes and I'm still writing stuff and I'm like oh I gotta put that on the album and even a few days ago I was switching songs out on my because I have on the notes app I have a a track list because all the songs are written so I have names and I have demos for all of them so I'm listening to the album in order already but just not the final recordings of it so I'm able to sequence it in my mind and come up with where I want each song to be I'm switching stuff out every week so who knows it's, it's still a toss-up of what's going to be on the album and what's not but I think it'll be kind of it'll be solid I know it'll be solid yeah
0: that is all really you know, so great to hear and I yeah let's, and I'm so glad that I'm having this chance to I said to speak with you and, and truly hear all about, you know, all the different creative stuff that you have been doing and then also the personal side as well. And yeah, and what you were saying too, about it all coming from you. I think that is probably like one of the most genuine ways to do it. Even when I'm thinking about like some of my content and it's even though sometimes the thoughts of like, wow, I wish I had like an editor or someone to, to right. do stuff. It's nice when it, like when you're the one doing it, because. It's like you're directly telling this to the audience and you're the one telling telling your story. And so it's, it almost adds like an extra layer of personalization to it. Yeah, and it is, it's, I think it's a good thing
1: to at least where I'm at right now, just do it all yourself still while you still can. And while it's not overwhelming, I'm not spread too thin right now. I'm pretty much, I'm here, I'm not traveling a ton. I'm pretty locked in on doing what I'm doing and just keeping it going. but with that with making everything yourself or for the most part the creative side of it doing it all yourself, like i'm writing all my stuff i'm making all my own content like i'm not producing everything or, or recording like engineering all the stuff but the side where people would actually criticize like the writing and stuff i want to take all that i want to take the good and the bad if it's good like it's all me And if it's bad it's also all me but i'm gonna take the good and the bad together i don't know if that's because i just want the credit for everything but i i want to own it you know what I mean? That makes sense. Like, I just want, I want to own the feeling of accomplishing it. If, if the album does well and people are like, yo, it's so well written, blah, 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 I want to be like, you know what? Thank you. And I want to know that I did it and I'm happy with myself. But if it's criticized, I don't want to ever be like, oh, that was them, not me. I'm just going to own all of it. So that's the thing with that. But yeah, I had, I've been having a little bit of an internal struggle and I think it's pretty resolved now. But with my EP that I put out in November, I recorded that in the studio where I made the YouTube reaction videos and I'll go there in the middle of the night when nobody was there and set up the mic and just record for hours. And I made five songs out of it. And that was a very natural thing and very, I just was overwhelmed of how stoked I was to go to the studio at every waking second. I had a key to the building. I was like, I still do, but I just haven't really gone up there in a while, but to just go and it was just me and nobody really even knew what I was making it until it came out which was cool because I'm still I still love the EP and I'm happy with it and I don't hate it like some other music and I think that was musically where I was the most comfortable because the past few months I thought that maybe there were too many cooks in the kitchen too many people trying to be in the room when I was recording or try to help or be like, oh I have an idea let's do this or, let me take you to my guy and over here and let's do the studio and I feel like if it comes out and I'm not happy with it I don't know that'll be on me because it's my job to Decide what I want, and what I don't want. But also, just being honest, like it's leveled up since then, since the EP days. Like the quality is better. There are, it is better equipment, it's better skills, and these people have degrees in what they're helping me with. So I'm not gonna, I can't be a solo guy forever. Like I'm bad enough, I'm a solo artist. Like I'm not in a band. I can't also do all this stuff myself. Like it's not an expectation that I have set. But you know what I'm talking about though? I don't wanna be like, well, it's. I don't want to ever have too many people involved for the sake of having that team or whatever that I think is the right thing. I'm like, oh, these artists have eight people writing their songs for them. I should do that because I don't be better. If I'm happy with what I'm making, I'm just going to stick to that. But I do have a team now and I love them and I appreciate it. But sometimes, sometimes I second guess myself and I'm like, maybe I should just go back to that studio and do it all myself and it'll be fine.
0: I'm glad, yeah, you know, that you were able to tell the story of, of overall your progression and not just your music progression over these, yeah, these past few years, but, but overall, like your whole life has been building up to, to where you are now and, and that you've been able to, to truly understand where you started and like how exactly you were able to get here. Because I know that's one of the things that I love doing here on the podcast is like being able to to speak with people and hear their stories and it's just really great that you i said that you really know like what you did what you wanted to improve how you improved it and then even the next step forward
1: i'm very mentally i'm already where i want to be like in my head you know what i was talking earlier about how i talked as if i to my camera as if i was famous which not in the way of being arrogant about it but just mentally i was like Let me just pretend for a second. Let me just have the confidence level of somebody who has already made it. That's still where I'm trying to be at. Like, think until you make it, at least mentally. Like, I'm not gonna ever be like, I'm a nobody until I'm a somebody. I'm just gonna, and I'm not gonna go walk around and present myself in a way where I think I'm more than I am, but I'm just gonna, really in my mind, the only thing stopping me from already being mainstream or on the charge whatever it's just the technical side of it just did it's just the like in my brain i feel like i already have it and i have so much that's just exploding with stuff to write and stuff to put out the only thing stopping me is literally the time of the day and the equipment and the resources and that kind of thing which is a good problem to have because i'll grow into that when i go to la new york whatever and go to some nice studios hopefully we'll make some big stuff but yeah the album is definitely going to be in my mind at least the culmination of my whole creative life so far up until this point. I won't be prouder of anybody at work than when I put out my first album, and it's something I'm happy with. So that really excites Everything I do right now, I'm saying, is this going to help me get the album closer or farther away? And and not everything. Some days I'll take off and chill, but also some days I won't. I'll be like, am I going to go out of town with this friend for a weekend, or should I stay to go to the studio for a few hours because that'll help the album be closer. So it is. I am juggling a little bit with my priorities, but I'm getting it done. I have no doubt I'm gonna make it happen.
0: Well, I said I'm just really glad that I said that you have the vision and and that that the way that you think of things. It's not even the this is what I'm gonna do in the future. It's this is what I am doing, and that yeah you you are where you you know, want to be and just uh, progressing in from there and that's just such an admirable trait to have and yeah I'm sure I feel like you're like in a position that a lot of people wish they were they were in not to Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's weird. Yeah,
1: because no, you're right. And I am I never wanna get lost and be like, I'm not where I, I'm not where I know I can be so I'm not happy. Like you gotta learn to be happy where you're at regardless because i'm sure you've seen the post remember when you wished you were like where you're at today and yes bro even a year ago i was like i can't wait until my stuff sounds crisp and the microphone's good and the bass is louder and it's more surround even like the even technical stuff like i just would just salivate over the idea of me having an actual studio i could go to and record or nice quality and and me And my friends listening to it and not making fun of me anymore. And then being like, wait, no way, this is you, bro. No, shut up. No way. That's what I just couldn't wait for. And now we're here. And now I am over the moon thinking about the next step I want to be at. And who knows how long that's going to take. But I've seen my growth personally and musically in the past two years, since the library in 2020 like it excites me what can happen in the next year two years five years keep up the rate the trajectory um it excites me but yeah i don't want people to ever though wish they were me or whatever i don't know it's it is a weird thing because sometimes people tell me like bro why can't i just have your life bro you chill you get to just wake up whenever you want you get to do this honestly bro i don't know if you'd want to be me like it's not it is a lot sometimes and just personal life too like bro stuff piles up and it doesn't really but the thing is People don't really care, which I don't expect people to care. But maybe there's a reason that I don't post on YouTube for a month or my song is a little bit later. The album hasn't been talked. I haven't talked about it for a while. Like I have a life too, man. Not everything. Although I do post a lot, still like I I try to keep at least 30, 40% of my life somewhat private, somewhat just to myself because that's just a healthy thing to do. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, it is. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to pretend it's not an undesirable thing. It's a desirable life and I am very grateful for it. And being able to spend my days how I want is a very—it's a nice thing, and I don't lose sight of that because I don't have a standard nine to five job. I'm not like you know some spoiled kid just living how he wants. I work for whatever I have been lucky enough to get. I
0: and I don't take it lightly where I'm at. Yeah, and I completely yeah understand what you were saying too about keeping some of your life private too. And even mm-hmm. though I've been even yet yeah, recording these these vlogs and more recently publishing them too is that yeah and even with all of the different jobs that do in college and all of that is i still always like keeping like certain time where it's just this is just me in my personal life this is just you right. know this is just me and i think it's so I don't it's so interesting going truly going through life and yeah especially as a content creator and being like this is the private time especially like when you vlog and you do all this and that and so yeah, yeah I technically do I guess share like my private life public but at the same time there's a even another private life and
1: yeah yeah and and there can be privacies that aren't secrets which is something I've had to Think about like I've been in relationships publicly and privately that people knew about and didn't know about, and I've been private about all of them, but not secret. Some people know I'm dating this person or I'm talking to this person, or whatever. And some people they don't hear about stuff, but I'm never gonna be the guy that's like in everybody's face about everything I'm doing, like at least personally, because I don't expect people to care, and I really don't want them to care. But it does a little bit. It does concern me a little bit because, well, a majority, I don't know, I say maybe a quarter to a third of the people that follow me are like in this area where i live so which is actually significant if you think about it, the world and then how like to have 20 30 percent of the people around here is a lot and so every now and then it will come up where somebody sees us out or takes a picture or does something weird or like i was walking with my brother on a trail the other day what like a month ago and the dude like tagged me in a picture like two hours later of me like carrying my brother on the trail and like, that's just a little weird and i feel a little bit violated in my personal space is like i'm asking for it by doing what i'm doing so i'm never gonna be the guy that complains about it but it does concern me a little bit because if we keep the trajectory going and keep the everything moving like i hope to it's just gonna be worth less privacy i cannot like date anybody in peace like it's gonna be but yeah it is what it is i'm ready for it i'm fine i hate when people complain about that like they'll build a life for themselves and then Complain, and the people that help them build the life want a picture or see them. That's just so weird, to me.
0: But yeah, yeah. But overall, it's yeah, it's definitely an interesting, like an interesting balance. It's like being both public and private. The new, not really new, because I was gonna say like the new life of twenty, yeah, of twenty twenty to twenty first century. But the reality that that's happened since since the beginning. Yeah, it's just. Taking on a different, a more instant uh, result as of
1: yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, everything's so instantaneous these days, especially with talk, or whatever. Or you can go to bed and wake up famous. That's crazy. Yeah, You're famous is thrown around a lot, but you can wake up and have a ton of people know who you are after nobody knowing who you are when you went to bed, and that's a crazy thing. to... like that's not normal. Like people think that's so. No- that's not a regular
0: thing that's supposed to happen. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. And I guess I'll say this. Yeah, I guess I ask about this last thing before we go ahead and head to our break and before we close out the interview is speaking of TikTok. I know you actually have quite a big yeah following on there from what I heard. Yeah,
1: I haven't really been on my TikTok game recently, but yeah, I have seventy-two thousand, something like that on TikTok. And it's just the dumb stuff that goes viral, bro. I, I don't know what to tell people like oh, how do I go viral on TikTok, bro? I'm not getting views on TikTok right now. I'm really not. I'm getting not a lot of views. and I don't really post TikToks. I'll just post videos on TikTok. There's a difference because people, some people make TikToks, and then some people just save a Snapchat video that they think is funny and post on TikTok. And that's the stuff that blows up. Not the stuff where you set up your lighting for 10 minutes and you do your angles and you, nobody cares, bro. If you do a dumb video like me and my brother, Frank, we do dumb videos all the time. And some of our videos have gone crazy, got millions of views just blown up and the stuff you don't really even care about or try on, which is just, I like that's a nice lighthearted thing. I've never really been the guy to put effort into making content on TikTok, but obviously, ironically, that's the stuff that blows up the most. And it's like, why couldn't all this traction be on YouTube where I'm like trying, I've been trying for so long and I did post a video one day on TikTok and people just love it. Like it's weird. And that's why... You can never get attached to these numbers or whatever status you think comes with the numbers because it's really a smokescreen. It doesn't matter. If the success, quote unquote, is being handed out so freely and so quickly by these platforms, then is it really worth having? Like, everybody can have 10,000 followers nowadays on TikTok. It's not once you, if you do it, no. Everybody can get a video with half a million views or a million views or 10 million, like, it, it happens way more now than i'd say five years ago but not everybody can make it so that's why you gotta just work a little harder than everybody else
0: yeah that is definitely quite true and i will continue speaking with you yeah, in just one moment after this break All right. So of course I am still here with Maxwell Levan, and first of all, this has been such a great conversation. And I like—I feel like I say this so often, but I honestly, truly love whenever I'm able to to really be able to get to know someone, and yeah, I and mean, and really hear about their life, their life stories, and everything that they're doing, and then being able to understand. Yeah, understand it and even relate to it a little too. And so this has just been such a fun conversation. So, yeah, first of all, thank you so much for being here today and for willing to yeah. do this.
1: Yeah, man, anytime. I had a good time, good conversation.
0: Yeah, that is great to hear. And so, as we wrap up today's interview, I did want to first of all allow for time for you, if you had any, if you had any questions for me or thoughts for the audience or anything of that nature before we go ahead and gradually begin wrapping up today's interview?
1: No, I would just say, I said before that there's not one, there's not a right or wrong way to express yourself, especially online or with your content. There's not a, the standard of, oh, I should do this because everybody does this. Do go against the grain. Sometimes it'll benefit you in the long run. I promise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And so before, yeah, I give. Yeah, my last statement. I did want to go ahead and allow for yeah a moment to you for go to go ahead and let the audience know everywhere that they can follow you online or check out your your new single and everything of that nature. The floor is all yours.
1: Thank you, man. Yeah, so it's just the Max Levan on every social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. It's just the Max Levan, and then Spotify or any stream platforms is my name, Maxwell Levan. The Song is called The Day My Heart Collapsed.
0: It's out everywhere, and the album is coming very soon. That is really great to hear. And like I said, and I'm looking forward to whenever the next time is that we're able to speak. Like I said, I've just so enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, I had a good time, man. Thank you for real.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. And before I let you go, I did want to go ahead and allow for a final opportunity for you to go ahead and leave us with a closing thought, whether it be a yeah, a life lesson or something that you want to, yeah, to to use to help out. I guess future creators or or really whatever you would like. The floor is yours. Ooh, a little bit of pressure. I'd say for if you're trying to be a
1: creator or you're trying to make content, let's say YouTube. Do you have a lot of like YouTubers that watch that listen? Yeah, is I that do. The primary thing. Okay. okay, so I would say you have to actually want to do that and be okay with making no money for 10 years doing, it, or five years or whatever it is. You can't be like, money's tight, I'm gonna go be a YouTuber. I've heard that way too many times, bro. Or you can't, can't be like, oh, I want people to know who I am. i want to be a YouTuber. You gotta do it because you're passionate about it. And like I said, if you build it, they will come. It's like people, most people are likable at their core, and they can bring that out over a few years of making content making videos and yeah like i said unless you just suck like people should like your stuff and people should catch on pretty soon like it's not gonna be you're not gonna build maybe an empire in two years on youtube but nobody that has an empire worth having has built it quickly so i just say be patient and like i said anything worth having takes time
0: that is like really true and probably i guess is the best way to sum up like essentially life as a content creator creator, especially for people who are first starting. So yeah, so thank you so much for for that and for like I said for taking time out of yeah, your busy schedule. Yeah, to do this. It's greatly appreciated. But yeah, of course. And like I said, thank you all so much for those of you listening. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. And thank you all for yeah, for tuning in to yeah, to yet another, yeah, yet another interview. And like I said, even over these six years now that I've been doing content creation here. Thank you all for following my story and for uh, Maxwell's viewers. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in to support him. And I look forward to speaking with you all again soon. Take care, everyone, and stay safe. I'll chat with you all later.